Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to talk about the Ready Yeti membership. We've grown to have thousands of products from some amazing up-and-coming brands. Anything from skis and snowboards, jackets, hiking boots, even supplements and snack bars. It's an incredible way to save a ton on gear with discounts of up to 50% off. Join the Ready Yeti membership and do your part to help support some of these incredible small businesses that aren't just making incredible gear, but are also putting a lot of effort into social action and doing their part to create an environmentally conscious business. Join today at www.readyyeti.com members and start supporting these amazing startups and saving a ton on gear. What is going on, Red Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with one of the co-founders of Trip Outside, Reet Singh. Reet, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me on and uh, giving us a chance to share with the audience uh, Trip Outside. Definitely. Really appreciate what you guys are doing. Definitely. All right. So for, for the listeners that may not be familiar with Trip Outside, how would you best describe uh, your business to them? Uh, TripOutside.com is basically a one-stop shop for uh, outdoor enthusiasts that are looking to get outdoors that either don't know where to start. So we provide a lot of inspiration and content. And so the second part is make it easy to book these outdoor adventures. And we're focused uh, only on silent sports and human-powered activities. So you'll find only uh, non-motorized activities, uh, kayaking, snowboarding, uh, paddleboarding across all the top outdoor destinations. And we make it easy for you to find those destinations, find those activities, and then finally book it all online. So how did you come up with this idea and decide to to start Trip Outside? I uh, really started with our uh, own frustration. So previously, we were both had corporate careers. My wife and I, uh, Julie and I, had corporate careers. We would travel in all of our free time. And every single one of our trips was essentially an outdoor trip. So we would take these outdoor trips and uh, the amount of time that we would spend either researching where to go, what trails to ride, where the bike shops were, um, and then spending the time to, you know, try to book it all online. It was very frustrating. So we wanted to make this easier uh, for everyone and also just get more people outdoors. We know we always had friends that were always reaching out to figure out where they could go ride, where they could go do the outdoor activities that we were doing. So we know there was value our friends would always ask us to um share these you know ideas and travel uh, trip ideas with them so you know out of uh, the frustration of the corporate careers and a little bit of the desire to travel more and bring the outdoors to everyone make them more accessible we wanted to just bring uh make it easier for everyone to get outside and you know get more active and hopefully in that process we preserve the outdoors um for everyone. That's interesting. Okay, so essentially Trip Outside is a marketplace for people that want to participate in different outdoor activities in popular um, outdoor destinations like Jackson Hole, Colorado, like places in Colorado, stuff like that, correct? That's correct, yep. 
Okay, so let's talk about yours and Julie's uh, sort of background. So you guys are married. You guys started this business. Uh, you started working on it in 2017, launched it in 2018. Um, you quit your corporate jobs um, and sort of are doing the location independent um, living while building the business. Did you know at some point that you a wanted to start a business like this, and b do you ha- do either of you have any um, background or experience in building a, a business like Trip Outside? Uh, yes and no. We know uh, we both were. We had actually really great jobs. We were both buyers at Home Depot, and we we loved our jobs. And the amount of experience that it provided us was uh, tremendous. We were you know buying products and selling them to customers. And I was in the services side, uh, where we had to manage a lot of service providers that provide essentially home improvement services for for the company. So I had experience, we both had experiences in different components of financial and uh, retail and even rental and services, but not in this industry. So um, we, we knew we had the, the technical know-how and we knew we have the, the, the financial and the business sense in, you know, in a corporate environment. But Starting our own business is something we always wanted to do, both of us. And, you know, we tried smaller things. I tried a, like a side hustle in the past. We had like a fitness boot camp for a little while. So we both always had the desire, but, you know, kept bouncing from idea to idea to idea and nothing really stuck. So until Trip Outside really came up and both of us were like, hell yeah, we have to do this. And that's how we knew it was something that we just had to do. It was, um, it was you know, with our backgrounds and knowing how to manage service providers and the value that it adds to small businesses, how to create a marketplace. It just had to be, um, it just felt really true to ourselves to go ahead and do it. Okay. So you make the decision, you're both going to leave your jobs and start this business. What, what were the steps you took to take that leap? Because I know you guys bootstrapped the business, um, from personal savings, you know, what, 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 how did you go about sort of building out a plan to make sure that you guys um, didn't run out of money, A, for the business and B, for yourselves? So this is where it really helps to have a CPA as a wife and she is, uh, and a partner. She is really incredible at forecasting, you know, how much money we think we're going to need and what are our expenses, what are our current expenses, where do we need to cut back on while we still have jobs and start growing our savings. So I think the phase one was, um, okay, what do you think is a personal expense for just being able to live on the road per month? And we try to build that out for a year and say, okay, this is how much we think we're going to need for our personal life. This is how much we think we need for the business to get it, um, get it started, build a website, do some marketing. And of course, those numbers changed a lot over time. So then we came up with a budget for a year and that was an initial plan is we're going to go out for a year and see how it goes um but we wanted to give ourselves even a little bit more space than that so we stayed on our jobs maybe an additional uh, six months or eight months and really got comfortable added an extra buffer zone to make sure we were comfortable and then we decided a, a go live date for our project and in quitting our jobs which is end of may in 2017 um and it really helped just I think the number one step I would encourage anyone that's you know thinking about starting a business is while you don't uh, while you still have a job or you still have income coming in, make sure you're saving and changing your lifestyle 
so you can start funding your future dreams and you get a lot more value out of it. Honestly, the, the reward is so much greater than just the average night out with some drinks and a dinner and that ends up costing you over a hundred bucks. And the investment in your future self is going to be so much greater that we really, really glad that we did that. For sure. Okay. So the runway was geared to last a year, um, maybe longer. It's been almost three years. What, how, how has that journey changed over time? Um, and how has the business sort of grown in that time? Uh, so the business is actually, uh, the first year was, was perfect. We really needed the time to, and the space to be able to research exactly what the industry is. So we didn't, you know, we had some ideas around what we wanted to build, but we ended up quickly pivoting that concept early on in the first year. So what we initially went live with was um, software for the outfitters. And as we went around and asked the um, we would travel and we would visit the bike shops and the snowboard shops, ski shops, and, and the tour operators and talk to them and ask them and talk, engage them in what we were building so we could build it together and really share with them our concept and get their feedback. And, you know, pretty early on, we learned that there's a lot of great software companies already out there. There's a lot of great um, systems and places already, and, and they're moving fast in this industry. So we didn't want to really essentially compete with them. We wanted to work with the outfitter, regardless if they have outfitter and, uh, sorry, uh, software or if they didn't. So uh, that first year of research and feedback from the customers, the users at different trailheads, um, it really helped us build what we needed. And then when we went live, it's been, you know, it's been truly nice to see that we're building what people want instead of forcing something down that is not a desirable product. So um, after the first year, we still continue to fund, you know, self-fund it for another year. Luckily, we have we had the bandwidth to be able to do that. And now we're at a point where we're investing back into the business and, and growing really quickly every year, every month. That's interesting. So let's talk about the, the business model of Trip Outside. How, how does it work um, and how, how do you see it growing over time? So the best thing is that we offer, um, we want the users to be able to connect to uh, all the best, highly rated outfitters there in the industry. So we feature um, local shops that are providing these services, whether it's gear rental or it could be tours and activities in a specific destination. We Our goal is to um, connect the users to the outfitters and for the outfitters, we're sending customers through their door. So, you know, this is a customer that they didn't have in the past that they can, you know, grow their business incrementally. It's more footsteps through their doors. We're essentially providing marketing services for them and uh, bringing more visibility into their business and in the process also helping them uh, improve their business and operations by providing, um, if they don't have a booking software, we can provide that. If they already have booking software, we can provide them more um, more customers by just sending them online leads essentially. So it's a B2B and B2C. We have two different set of customers that we have to make sure that we're providing value for. Um, and that's been... That's essentially the model for the outfitters. We really provide the best marketing services, value add, and they don't have to pay anything unless they get a booking. Um, and for the outfitters, uh, for the customers, we're helping them save time and save money by being able to compare. Uh, to give you an example, you can go to Moab. You can compare all the bike shops that offer bike rental services. 
You can see all the brands. You can see uh, their reviews and ratings. And then you can book with the one you like. And we have some featured outfitters where you can share. We can do uh, instant booking where you can uh, get damage protection and all those things built in and check out. So you can take your research time that it takes you to um, book the outdoor adventure and you really cut that save time down. And then when you end up in the shop, we're also helping the customers save time, the users save time. They don't have to fill up as much paperwork. Their, their gear is ready for them as soon as they get there. They don't have to wait in line. A lot of times that was the frustration. You would spend you know close to an hour in the shop just getting your bike ready just to go hit the trails. That's interesting. Now, I, I assume the most challenging part of Trip Outside is um, – building the audience of customers am i correct yeah absolutely it's uh it's the awareness especially when you're a brand new brand that you know nobody's heard of um and you know that's i think probably for most businesses that's a that's a hurdle for sure so how, how do you go about what what's been the plan and what's been most effective in um finding and cultivating those customers for these shops I think the thing we're focused on the most is making sure that the product is awesome. So, um, you know, we could do all the marketing, we could do a lot of paid ads, we could do a lot of things to drive traffic, but as long as the product's not great uh, and the experience on the site is not great, then none of it matters. So, you know, our focus has been mostly just focusing on the tools that we're building. We have an amazing price comparison tool that we're really proud of that helps you compare all the shops, um, and making sure that experience is seamless, that they can go get a booking and that booking gets a notification to the customer and everything happens and following up with the customers and the outfitters to make sure that the gears are always ready as soon as they show up at the shop. So that experience has been the most important thing to focus on. The rest, um, you know, we're obviously focusing on all the channels on uh, paid search and organic. We're focused big on content. We want to make sure that people are finding us not just just from the booking piece, but we want to help them. We want to help inspire our users on you know top activities and things to do in the different destinations. Especially, we have a lot of insights through our travels on you know the best places to go and the things to do that aren't necessarily um, easy, easily accessible and easy to find. For sure. Now you talked about sort of all the all the features and and the and of of the site. Um, do you and Julie build that yourselves or do you have outside help sort of helping you manage and improve the platform? We have developers that we work with um, that build it. We come up with the requirements and the stories and the journeys and the customer journeys and how we want things to be. And we partner with them and constantly, um, you know, work with our team, our development team to make sure that we're prioritizing and implementing all the, all the key features that need to be done soon, but we essentially come up with the requirements and, and they uh, implement the changes. That's interesting. So what, what was it like um, living a location independent life and running a business um, like this? It's amazing. Um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way now. So um, we travel out of an RV full time. So when we're in the US, we're staying in, you know, a lot of the the places we would only dream of being in. So before we would always take trips and me personally, I would like always get attached to the place I'm in. I was like, Oh, I wish I just lived here. I love this town. It could be in Crested Butte one week. She's like, all right, I want to move here. The next week, I'd right, right. next trip, it would be Moab. And now we get to do that. So, 
the lifestyle piece of it is amazing. Of course, it comes with its own challenges and making sure they have service all the time and um, space and working together. But, you know, you can't have it all. So you got to really know what you want. And that's the life that we really want at the moment. And it's been really a great journey. And congratulations to you on, on your uh, adventure uh, on your location independent uh, adventure as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Ours is a little different. We're not quite doing the RV life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's just it's just nice. It, 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 a, I think it makes you work harder because you have, um, like for example, right now we're in British Columbia for the next couple of months, our team, and um, we're doing a lot of ski touring in and around the Whitewater area in Nelson. And so for us, it's like, That's okay, amazing. we know it's going to snow or we know the conditions are going to be great tomorrow. So let's wake up early. Let's get a certain amount of work done, what we have to get done. And then at 1230, we'll go do a tour, <laughs> you know, be back by like 430. Yeah. Cook absolutely. dinner and then work in the evening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's having the flexibility, honestly. You know, like we've progressed so far in technology and being able to work anywhere, um, I mean, take this call, for example. And, you know, we we just have to be able to do that and prioritize other things in our life, too. I think what you guys are doing and what we're doing is, I think I see a big movement towards that, the digital nomad movement, is you can manage your work from anywhere, you can be responsible, and then, you know, you can still prioritize the outdoors and prioritize being, or whatever it may be for you, maybe sure. family, maybe friends, uh, but you can do both and really not wait till retirement to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other interesting thing about it is um, since we started doing this, so we've been traveling um, since September or end of August. Um, and we found that like while the number of hours we're working is less, but the quality of work we're doing during the hours that we're working is much higher because we don't want to lose out <laughs> on whatever fun activity or th it, whatever it is that we have planned <laughs> for that week or day or whatever it is and um absolutely I, I just think it's a better way of living than just being you know working an eight to ten hour day or 12 hour day and doing some procrastination in the middle of the day or whatever because you're just not that motivated but if i'm like hey if i don't get this done i can't go on the ski tour that's very motivating <laughs> Yeah, our decisions are, uh, do I want to have a pointless meeting or go for a ski tour? And I think that's exactly. pretty, pretty easy to decide. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so you get your important stuff done. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's really important to have a high quality of life and also enjoy the work that you're doing. And um, I just think it's silly to do it any other way. And I understand that, like, for a lot of people, that's not necessarily possible. Um, but for those that it is, I think it's silly to not try and take advantage of that and at least try it for a little while to see if it's something that you want to do. And like with the, with the location independence, you don't have to do the live in a van option. Like that's obviously one way to do it. And it's a very cost of cost effective way to do it. But like for our team, since there's five of us, um, traveling, um, and we spend one to two months in a specific place. Um, and that brings down the cost of like renting a place because there's a Oh, wow, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? And that is such a cool way. I've yeah. And, and you get to like sort of feel like you live in that place and, you know, visit local coffee shops, restaurants, things like that, kind of get that sense of community and like really get to know a place and then move on to another location. I absolutely agree. I think uh, travel 
if we also, you know, we're big in um, slowing down our travels and exploring more locally. I think it has a lot of uh, a lot of benefit, not just environmentally, but you guys know a place like you said. You know, you really uh, we're not chasing how many countries you've been to and the number of stamps you have in your passport. Exactly. It's really, like, exactly. You know, what do you what do you know about the place? Do you know the culture? Or do you know do you have friends there? You know, it's nice to just slow down a little bit and really explore the place. Yeah, I and I, for me, I really I like both, right? Like, I, there's certain times and places where the all right, let's just travel and do the sort of digital nomad um, thing where you're bouncing around, or the vagabonding thing where you're bouncing around. And I think there's a lot of good value in that. But also, I think the spending a good amount of time in a place also has a tremendous amount of value. And um, yeah, there's just so many different ways to do it, <laughs> and so many different personalities. You know, some big uh, there's people that get easily bored in two days from a place and um, others want to explore at a different pace for sure definitely all right so shifting back to trip outside um over the years that you guys have been building and running the business did you do you have any mentors that have really helped you throughout the journey absolutely um you know close friends um my friend Ryan in Atlanta, our friend Ryan in Atlanta is a kind of serial entrepreneur. He's launched several companies. He's always in, you know, just so kind and taking their time just to personally stop whatever they're doing, getting back to you in an email when you have a question. Uh, just being able to bounce ideas off your mentors and people in the industry. There's uh, bike brand owners and local bike shops or uh, ski shops that we go into and just being able to reach out to them in an email or or call just knowing that, Hey, I want to try this, um, this concept. What do you think about it? And just, uh, knowing that you have open-minded supporter on the other end is, is so important. And I think, you know, we continue to do that. We want to build even more mentorships and close relationships and partnerships and think more collaboration. And, you know, your idea might be great, but it's only your idea. So it's really, um, seeing that it, whatever you're creating is providing value to the, the end customer, whether it's a, a customer looking to go outdoors or if it's an outfitter for us, we want to make sure that those are the people that we're really thinking about, not just ourselves. So I think uh, having mentors is crucial. Uh, we have a small hand, you know, handful of uh, mentors and close friends that we're, that are in our inner circle. When we have design changes, we run them off our friend that does UX. Um, we have kind of business changes. We reach out to other friends and sometimes they're all the same thread. So I think that's been an incredible value and uh, something that's really been, well, forces us to keep going a lot more as well. So when you know that the other people are counting on you and they're behind you and you know they want to see you succeed. Definitely. It also helps to have people outside of your business to bounce ideas off of because when you're in the weeds, things get blurry. <laughs> And some, Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. you just need someone outside to be like, no, no, that's silly. Don't do that. And then you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is silly. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> and for us, it's been like missing the, the bigger picture sometimes. You know, we get so in the weeds on, uh, we start thinking about the expert uh, snowboarder instead of the average family that's going snowboarding. Like, what are their needs? So it's important to talk to um, then Their needs are sometimes so different than the person that's going to bring all their own gear or they already know where to go. So, you know, even though we do these activities all the time and we know exactly where to go, there's a lot of most people and the people that are serving are either just either starting off on their journey or aren't familiar with the destination. So we always have to keep that in mind when we're 
uh, building the site and the experience. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Um, what would you say have been some of the biggest mistakes that you've made up to this point with Trip Outside? Um, I think it's more, you know, your internal learnings. Um, there's been a few things that you, and maybe not mistakes, but just learnings, right? Just you think that you're hiring an expert, possibly a contractor, and you just trust them to do everything and just completely take off the re- take the reins and, and run your company. But, you know, you have to know, you have to stay a lot more engaged. It's still your baby. So early on, you know, we were still learning. Uh, we're trying different different channels of marketing and we would, you know, hire somebody and spend a lot of money and, and not get the great results because we weren't, we didn't take the time maybe to learn the concepts, learn the basics, then hire somebody and then, you know, do touch bases early, especially, especially in like the freelance world. So you can, you know, you hire somebody based on reviews and ratings, but what we've learned is, you know, do a first and try that same project with five different freelancers and see which one you work the best with. So even though their technical skills might be great, your communica- their communication could be pretty poor. So just learning um, to try small projects with, I think that applies to anything before just, you know, either spending a lot of money or spending a lot, investing a lot of time and resources into something is, you know, test it out at a small scale and then apply it. I think it's a really smart way to go about it, especially when you're in the contract realm is people always assume when you have a small business, you're like, oh, you don't have to deal with hiring people and like interviewing people and figure out who's a good fit. And it's like, no, actually you do (laughs) just like specific tasks and specific pieces of your business. Um, and you wait, like it can be such a time suck and it can really set your business back if you don't have the right people working on those parts of your business. Yeah. One thing that's really helped us in that, um, I'd love to share is just, you know, screen record the steps that you're thinking about doing. So I'm and figuring out, figuring out what works for you. I may not be really great at like putting step-by-step instructions down, but it, I can, I love being on, you know, I can jump on a video call or. I can record my screen and share exactly what we want to change and put the instructions that way. And, you know, you can still communicate effectively without being in the same place at the same time and being able to do a meeting. So those are some of the tools that we've been kind of forced to um, forced to use, but they're super effective. You know, before we would have to have meetings uh, or video calls for a lot of these things. And now we just kind of record our screen and share it. And then the next day they get back to us for their topics. And it's really helpful. Yeah, I think that's really smart. It took us a while to figure that out um, when hiring contractors that, A, you need to be as detailed as possible and the screen record is key. Just showing them the steps just really helps to prevent any sort of um, miscommunication in what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they're never, you know, the other person's never going to understand the details of your specific business or you know because you've been working on it forever so it's like second nature so you like sometimes assume that it should come second nature to other people and then you're like yeah no i realize that like this has been the only thing i think about for the last four years or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um so what what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business um whether it was similar to trip outside or just a business in general you know it's um super rewarding and you know definitely just do it if you're if you're thinking about it and you know that 
scale that you decide to do it at is different. So if you're not comfortable just quitting your job the next day, you know, maybe you start whatever you're really passionate about or create in passion could be, you know, misunderstood. It's whatever you feel uh, creative towards that you want to spend some time doing, or if people are telling you, Hey, you should do this. I'll give you money for this. I think that's a really good sign to go start something. So uh, I know it's a process that's different for everyone, but um, one thing I do encourage everyone is just entrepreneurship is just so rewarding and just so um, uh, fulfilling, you know, once you figure out what it is that you want to do and that might change over time too, but don't, you know, sometimes we get an analysis paralysis of what to do, where to start, but you know, the information is so freely available today. You can, you know, start a Shopify store for $39 and source products in China to sell in the U.S. and within a week you could be making sales, right? Like the, the systems are there, the information's there. It's I feel like there's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, take the time and just try things and see what sticks. And once you figure out what you're good at and that matches the need of a customer or need of somebody uh, they can solve a problem for, you know, you'll you'll find something that works. But uh, you know. Taking control of your life and not having a boss and not having um, somebody else, you know, kind of lead your the way you want to live your life. I think is, is I don't I don't think of a better way to live. That's for sure. I couldn't agree more. It comes with the stresses, but it's definitely worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's not for everyone, right? But uh, if you are thinking about starting a business, you know, that's um, it's definitely definitely stressful, but it's only yeah, I think you just have to choose your choose what you really want. You know, having a, a boss that you may not like might be a low level of stress for a very long time instead of a short, acute amount of stress from a from a business possibly. That's so that's so true, and, and people kind of don't realize it. And I did this definitely when we started Ready Eddie, and even now sometimes where I'm like, oh man, sometimes I just want a, just a regular job where I can just punch out and not think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there are different stresses that you get with that kind of a job, yeah. you know? And yeah. Um, yeah, I always got to remind myself of that, you know, when, when you're in a sort of a stressful period with your business. Um, where do you see Trip Outside going in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? So next year, uh, within the next year, we can definitely um, share. We're doing a crowdfunding campaign coming up soon. So we're super excited about that because we have a great process. We have uh, a great runway ahead. We're excited to launch in the next few months. We're going to expand Trip Outside this year to um, probably another couple hundred outdoor destinations and activities based on how the crowdfunding goes. We can do even more. And in five years, we want to be the go-to site where people go check a trip outside first. They want to find inspiration on where to go, and they go figure out what the best destinations are and what there is to do there. And then if they already know where they want to go, they can compare all the prices, they compare ratings, and book it all online. And we hope to be the, the platform where, there's this, where we can connect people and connect outfitters, and we can share, uh, share our life and our experiences through there. And five years, um, you know, if you asked me five years ago if I was going to be doing what I'm doing today, I would have no way guessed it. Uh, trip outside, we hope is, oh, I think I answered the five years, sorry, the 10 years, uh, you know, just wherever the customers lead us to go and wherever the feedback leads us to go and also doing the right thing. And, you know, we don't know what um, circumstances will, there will be and environmentally and different 
aspects and we'll just do what the right thing is in 10 years and hopefully keep growing. And our vision simply is that uh, we hope more people get outdoors in whatever capacity that is. And they hope they, we hope that they appreciate the value that, you know, outdoors and the nature provides us that we all work towards to preserve it. So if you don't appreciate the outdoors, uh, we don't think a lot of people would care to uh, create legislation and laws and vote in people that, that want to work towards preserving it. Definitely. Well, Reed, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast, share your story, the story of Trip Outside. And you know, if anyone's booking a trip somewhere and um, needs gear rental for their, their outdoor activities, definitely check out uh, Trip Outside. And again, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Really enjoyed um, the story. Thank you so much for having me on. And I truly appreciate what you guys are doing for outdoor brands and startups. I think. Uh, it really means a lot to us, and I speak for probably all the brands that um, we can together grow the outdoor industry, and, and it gives us a chance to connect with the audience. Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.